welcome to the Late Night Snacking Podcast. We're your hosts, Devin and Anita. And this is our weekly podcast where we grab a blanket and some snacks and talk about all things relationships, growing pains, and navigating through, honestly, life itself. We hope our experiences encourage others to grow, to become the best versions of themselves, for themselves, and for their relationships. Grab a snack and let's go. What is up, snackers? What's going on? Woo! How is everyone? Welcome back to the pod. And welcome back to the late night snacking podcast. The one. The most honest podcast. The most open podcast. And the most wholesome podcast in in the the world. world. Woo! Welcome back to the pod, y'all. Welcome back for another Wednesday of quality content and conversation. Nice of you to join us. Um, hope y'all enjoyed last week's episode. We talked about expectations. Um, we got some good feedback. Um, and it's just, that's just good conversation to have overall. Um, we also dropped an episode with our friend Charlie on the Right State of Mind pod. So if you still have not yep, tapped tap into in that, that, yeah, go tap in. Um, we also dropped our very first dinner chat. Um, so technically, yeah, technically, well, not technically, it did already come out. <laughs> so um, hopefully y'all have tuned into that. Um, me and Devin pretty much just took a little stroll down memory lane and talked about what we felt like our first yep, first imp- impressions impressions were of each other. Yeah, so. You're pretty spot on for the most part. Yeah, it was really fun just to like kind of relive that night and like there were things that i didn't know that he thought and things he didn't know i thought and stuff like that so it was just like it was cool to do that and we also dropped a little montage on like what we made for dinner that night so Mm -hmm. it's just it's it's a good video so tap in um because y'all did request kind of like more personal content and get to know his content so that is definitely the space very where we're doing that very personal stuff Mm mm-hmm so hopefully y'all enjoyed that um again like we said if you haven't tapped in make sure you do that um so how are you what's what's going on <laughs> well we're enjoying some uh, vanilla ice cream here oh you just pop right into snack okay yeah, a <laughs> cool um can't let it melt so i can't let it sit too long you know what I'm oh saying? that's funny that you say that so i guess i'll say my snack too because my snack is also ice cream um it's a leftover uh, peanut butter and banana milkshake from, from cookout hey shout out to cookout shout out to cookout your favorite you know what i'm saying reliant <laughs> convenient fast food restaurant you're like hungry yeah i was just about to say that. shout out to cookout you're man. hungry at 3 a.m it was waffle house That's and waffle house is still you know it still can be the spot but cookout hey for sure um just because i don't know what sound is gonna sound like can you back the mic up like just a hair from you okay yeah yeah, yeah. um cool well the only reason why i was asking you how are you is because it's been like four days since i've seen you (laughs) so kind of catching up we're catching up with y'all but we're also catching up with each other (laughs) yeah been kind of spent the whole weekend i was on hendrix duty um so that was fun and um oh if you haven't seen on my ig story i also picked up my ceremony wedding dress oh yeah um the wedding dress so it's i been, can't see it you can't see yeah. but it's in the house it's in the house though so just, I, I don't agree with that for some reason just, like it should be somewhere else just don't be nosy that's all I'm just saying. So, yes. Had a good weekend. Um, and now we're here. Anything you want to share from your weekend? Um, Let's see. Oh, me and the Jason Wade just did a live performance. Just something real small mm-hmm. of uh, P. Miller. Our song, P. Miller. It's You know, with myself and Jason Wade. It's really good, y'all. It's, yep. it's really good. Off our latest project, Saga of Lost Kin, on all streaming platforms. So... If you haven't already, go check that out. It's a fun tape. It was it was really fun to make. Um, it's me and Jason's first project together, collaboratively. So. Awesome. Go check that out. Give us a spin. Give us a spin. 
But so far, P. Miller is the favorite. It's really good. I, I don't know yeah. how to describe it. Shout like, out to Percy Miller. He had a hell of a career. I will say, though, out of, like, out of all the projects you've done, that really is, like, a top one for me. Y'all, y'all's voices really mesh well together on a track, but that mm-hmm. one just really... Yeah, P. Miller. I don't fun. know. Like, the vibe is good. The pen is good. Like, it's just... Lit. It's good. I, I don't know if we can yeah. talk it up enough. Y'all just go see for yourselves. Yeah, so the, the live performance is on uh, IG. So either... Well, Jason posted it, so it's mm-hmm. on Jason's page. Jason Wade. Check that out. Check them out. Cool. Anything else we want to share before we start moving and grooving? No, I think that's it on my end. Okay. Last thing, shout out to my bridal party. They are, excuse my language, the shit. They all drove up to Greenville. Well, Alicia lives there, but (laughs) (laughs) all drove up to Greenville literally just to watch me try on my dress for 30 minutes. Like, that is... That's a Real strong dedication. group. Shout yeah, out to the game, <laughs> that's a strong group I have. Shout out to the game. So, shout out to them. Um, just wanted to give them a quick shout out. But, okay, so tonight's episode is a little different. Um, I posted on the story, like, uh, that we weren't going to do an unpack the snack and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And make sure you tune in to, like, kind of see what we're doing. So, we're going in a little bit of a different direction today. Um, it's still obviously a podcast, but um, we are doing an interview and we'll have it, we'll switch it. But um, mm-hmm. tonight it's me interviewing Devin. So we'll just call it the Devin Wansley interview and we'll go from there. And then when we switch, it'll be the Anita Rivera interview. So. Um, got this idea. There was a couple, uh, husband and wife that did this on their YouTube channel. And I just thought it was a really cute idea. One, it lets the audience kind of like know each co-host a little bit better right. on more than a surface level. Two, it helps the co-host know the other co-host a little bit better and just gives them an opportunity to kind of like ask questions that they want to ask. Um, so both of our interviews will be different from each other. We won't ask each other the same questions. Like these are purely curated from my head. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just stuff that either I feel like they might want to know about you or like I've been wanting to ask or whatever. Um, So it'll be good. So I didn't want to do an unpack the snack because I want to give him the whole time. I don't want to rush him with answers and stuff like that. So I wanted to give you the whole platform for the hour that we're doing this or a little bit less. Um, to answer questions. So don't feel like you have to rush or anything like that. These must be some very in-depth questions. I'm excited. I mean, it's not like, you know, we're not unpacking trauma or anything. It's just like... Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) You came to the wrong place, okay? (laughs) But, um, yeah, it's just stuff that, like, I want you to feel like you can elaborate on and you don't have to, like, cut your answer short or anything. So, okay. Um... So I guess we'll start. Let's get into lay topic, aka lay interview. So, <laughs> so state your name, please. Hello, all. My name is Devin <laughs> Wansley. Great. I'm here with Devin Wansley. We are gonna do a little interview. A little interview. Ready? Okay. All right. So first question. Okay. How you doing? I'm well. I'm well. My stomach is full because we had dinner and <laughs> I had some ice cream just now. So I'm pretty content right now. Pretty good. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> okay. A little bit of a broader scale of how are you doing? Do you like where your life is right now? Mm. Do I like where my life is now? Mm-hmm. Do I like it? Sure. Like, it, I mean, it's cool. Am I content with it? No. I okay. wouldn't say that I'm content with it all, but considering that I'm in a way better space than I was, you know, five, six, seven, ten years ago, you know, I mean, I'm all right. You know, okay. it's all right for now, but I don't, I don't think I'm content with it, though. What would you say you're not content with? Um, Probably time, time and finances. Just I think those are just two things that. I don't have freely right like right now or sure. anymore. 
so mainly yeah just mainly like finances and, and time like i just wish i could put time into like things that i'm interested in yeah you know what I mean? or spend more time doing like the hobbies like i haven't painted in a long time like, i know just like little stuff like that just because of like current situations and stuff but yeah time yeah time and finances because who wouldn't want like more money you know what i mean i know like that practically i'm not gonna say it controls your life but it definitely supplies you with a lot of options that you wouldn't have if you didn't have it you know yeah and i think a lot of people run into like whatever's taking up most of your time isn't sufficiently giving you the money that you really want Mm -hmm. so like it almost feels like a waste of time (laughs) yeah (laughs) because somebody else is dictating your time and also dictating your finances but it's just not enough for like the lifestyle that you're wanting to live it's really not like yeah just the idea and i and i get it like it's just where just i guess the way life is like everybody does it and i get that part but like just the idea of going and working you know for somebody for 60 you know 60 years or until you're you know 30 years or whatever 25 years like yeah that like before you really get to like enjoy i guess like retirement or actually get to like hang out and chill like i don't like i don't know that's just kind of crazy to me yeah that's wild like and, and like i said i get it because everybody does it like you work like our parents work i work like i get it but it's like bro like <laughs> who came up with this like this is not well thought it out, just out sucks. All. it does like yeah it really does just that i don't know just the whole ideology of it it's just it's wild and i guess yeah you could like go and get a profession and something that you enjoy doing but like it's still like work mm-hmm. you know what I mean? yeah so. there's no separation of the two right yeah i don't know i have a lot of faith and confidence in us that we could take something like this or like even just building a platform of our own like i really feel like we can monetize off of that at some point obviously it's gonna take work but i mean right i don't know that's something that you know i just don't yeah i just don't see me and you doing like corporate world for like years and years and years and years i don't know yeah because it's a nasty place i just don't disgusting i don't see (laughs) us ending up in that type of scenario but you know cross fingers we'll we'll see we'll see we'll see where life takes us (laughs) What are you excited about nowadays? Um, what am I excited about? Mm-hmm. Or like, what are you looking forward to nowadays? Um, uh, right now, uh, getting married. Same. Like, I I can kind of see like time winding down, like yeah. before my eyes. So, I know time's getting near. So, honestly, that and. Mm, the podcast of course like all like all of our creative outlets i think this year is going to be fun um yeah the podcast of course and then like with music Mm -hmm. i think this year is going to be probably the most fun with that speaking of music do you plan on having like more projects come out and stuff or yeah okay yeah that's i think that's something that i always will do for a while so, oh, sorry, I didn't clarify. Like before the end of the year, like, oh, you'll have more. Ended. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I still have me and Trizzle still got a <gasps> a tape and a, an album to do. That's uh, fun. Me and D Aiken are dropping a mixtape as well. Like I'm gonna be dropping a solo EP narrated by no other than Greg Johnson. Oh, if y'all don't know Greg my Johnson. God, wait you're a gonna minute. find out. Yeah, that's what. I think that's honestly what's next. You did not tell me this. Yeah, that. that yeah, that that's gonna be fun, crazy. and it's it's gonna be um, a second part to Lemons and Ice Water. Oh, cool! Yeah, so it's kind of like a part two of that. It'll be under a different name, but content-wise, like pretty much the same. Very similar, yeah. yeah very similar. So, cool. Yeah, so I, I got a lot ahead of me in the music department. That's fun. I'm excited. Good. Um, what worries you or stresses you out? What worries me or stresses me out? What doesn't worry me or stress me out? Let's start there. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> what doesn't? Bro? I should have started with that before saying. Life stresses me out. 
Nah. Um, <laughs> Relax. I mean, kind of like everything else, just the unknowing. Yeah. You know, it's always that that thought of like, what's you know, what's life gonna look like for us? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Three years from now, four years from now, just. It doesn't stress me out, but that, I mean, that's something that I don't think I can't, like, stop worrying about or stop thinking about. Mm. Um, us having children. I mean, that, I mean, that's another thing. It doesn't necessarily stress me out, but I can't help to, but to think about it. Mm-hmm. So, turning 30 is stressing me out. Really? Yeah, man. Like, Why? It's getting easier now. Like, it's getting easier with time because it's just, like, it's, an, like, inevitable. Like, I'm going to turn 30. <laughs> like, yeah. I can't, like, slow down time or, like, not turn 30. So, so I don't know. If, it's just something, like, I don't know. 30 is just kind of creepy. Really? Yeah. What about turning into, like, a new decade worries you or, like, um, why does that scare you a little bit? And it's not like a scary, like a fear thing. It's mm-hmm. just, once again, like the unknowing, like which a lot of people really don't tell the difference in like birthdays and stuff on like events that may take place or how, like how it'll make you feel or whatever about turning a certain age. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what 30, I think it'll be me stepping into, um, I guess a more controlled like atmosphere, like a more controlled self. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, probably not as lenient about a lot of stuff, personal things. Um, okay. Just probably more like straightforward. And I'm not saying like I don't want it to. I don't want it to look like oh well, it's a front. Like this is just pretty much an, a front that I'm gonna put up when I turn thirty. But no, it's just <laughs> I just because I can see myself trans like slowly transitioning into that like now. Yeah. So. I'm just maturing. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a maturing thing. Yeah. Like, just to probably lock my head around more important things. Yeah. You know? So, I don't want to let the hobbies and all the things that bring me joy fade away, though. But I can't help but to feel like that a lot of I don't know. Just some things are just gonna kind of like die to me, and it's just not gonna have that same like effect on me as it did mm-hmm. before 30 and that may sound silly that may not even make no. sense to a lot of people but i I've, don't know maybe i'm just not describing it right but no i don't know it's, i think that makes a lot of sense i think too like what's coming with 30 is obviously by the time you turn 30 we'll be married mm-hmm. um obviously our timeline for kiddos are is coming up and yeah do not get excited, listener. Um, get everybody excited. calm down. It's go time. But <laughs> not it's go time. But um, no, I, I was listening to a podcast this morning and um, it was a wife wrote in and she was basically saying that she wanted a third child and the husband was like kind of on the fence about it. Mm-hmm. And the podcaster was just like, well, I mean, if you can afford it and like you're the woman, so obviously you're carrying the baby, like you do have a little bit more say, like Mm -hmm. if you really want one, like I think y'all should talk about having one, but he was like, just be aware that like with more responsibility, obviously comes like less time to do like your hobbies and stuff like that. So he was like, if you are okay with like sacrificing other things, Mm -hmm. then of course, like have another one, because you're okay with maybe giving up something else. Because he was like, I'm in the same predicament. Like, I have two. And if we have a third, I'm aware that there are some things that I'm going to have to, like, put aside for a little bit. Because Mm -hmm. it's, like, having three kids is just obviously going to take up more of my time. Yeah, So I think it's the same thing with you. I don't think it'll necessarily, necessarily fade away. But it might naturally do that just because new things are coming in. And it's giving you less time to do these other things on the side which is not bad i mean it's good Mm -hmm. new stuff coming in but i think it is important to like make time for those yeah hobbies and things but i i think you'll be fine (laughs) but speaking of it's just it's new you know what i mean yeah when you've been like 20 for not like 10 years bro it's like (laughs) yeah how to feel about this like 30 ew like (laughs) i feel like you're not gonna feel that way about 40 though 
I feel like probably not. I feel like the turning, like turning twenty, is like, oh my god, I'm not a teen anymore. Yeah. Turning thirty is like, oh shit, like I'm like actually an adult. And then mm-hmm. I feel like forty is just like you just keep getting older. <laughs> like you yeah, don't after forty, it's just kind of like yeah. no, we shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are. Yeah. <laughs> but but disclaimer, I don't think that thirty is old, so I don't really consider myself old because I don't look thirty, which is crazy. Mm-mm. I don't look at people tell me, well, probably now because I got, you know, all this facial hair, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think I look 30 like anyway. I don't think you do either. So you look good. Ain't nothing but a number. We ain't gonna sweat that though. Facts. Speaking about hobbies, what would you say your passion is? My passion? Mm-hmm. Mm. crazy thing is that shouldn't be a hard question and it's not but it's just like a list of things that i just really enjoy doing and a lot of things that just bring me joy honestly okay so name like three things that you would say are like your top three passions um traveling wow did not think that was gonna be yeah traveling for sure okay um like sports basketball soccer skateboarding like i don't think i'll ever get tired of doing that stuff like no matter how old i get yeah like of those three things i think that's something that i I don't know i'd probably be able to do for a while um and music honestly or just creating period yeah rather it's you know designing clothes or painting doing art and stuff or music curation and stuff like that i don't know that stuff is interesting to me so okay actually those three things i love it Alrighty, tell me about little Devin. When did you get into your hobbies? What was school like <laughs> for you? What walk, walk me through little Devin's life. Um, it's like a little short summary. Like I when played, did you get into like yeah like when did you get into like soccer and like basketball? Like all that stuff. So yeah, I grew up playing. So the first sport I ever played was baseball. I did baseball like three years, and it was fun. I was pretty good, like believe it or not. Like I don't know why I stopped. I don't know. I guess I fell more in love with basketball and just the game of it. Mm. Um, so I end up. So I played baseball at first, and then I played basketball. But it was a point where I was playing both sports mm. for like a few years. So after those, like I played baseball three years. I was playing basketball three years, and then, like, that went to, like, year four. And I played in middle school, played in high school, did some AAU for, like, a year or whatever. Like, hmm. so, yeah. I, I got – I didn't start – I didn't pick up soccer until high school. Okay, so that came way later yeah, on. Yeah, that came, like, late. How did you know you were even, like, good at that if you hadn't played before? Listen. Just a natural was, talent, huh? Honestly. It, Must be freaking nice. And the only thing was... Um, <laughs> Can't relate. <laughs> no athletic abilities. At all. Nah, I... Um, this was during... This was 2010. The 2010... Uh, 2010 World Cup. I spent that entire summer watching the World Cup. That summer, mind you, I was, like, just kind of getting into soccer. Like, I kept hearing all about, like, this World Cup stuff. And I was like, I really want to see what the... Like, what the hype is about like, mm-hmm. and what this whole thing is about. So ended up spending the entire summer watching it and then just. Oh, um, so you like really got into it. Yeah. I just kind of fell in love with it. Like just mm-hmm. watching it. And then um, going, this was my 10th grade year. So a sophomore year going into my, going into my 11th grade year. So this is going to my junior year of high school. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, man, when school start back, Man, I'm gonna try out like so that summer like while I was watching the World Cup and stuff I like would knock the ball around and stuff like that and just kind of get familiar with like the sport yeah and then my junior year like after basketball season like I ended up trying out and I made the team that's nuts yeah like this, it was crazy like I ended up making it and then it was just like maybe I'm not bad at this after all like yeah. for me to just be starting like six months to a year ago like that's not bad. And then just developing the relationships that I made with the guys that I was on the team with. Yeah. Led till now 
Yeah. Like Thomas and all those guys, Giovanni, like Ramon's people that I've, you know, met through like through the sport. And then it went from me just, you know, playing like at school and practice stuff to me playing like on the weekends with Mm. like some of the gang and stuff. We would go to the Civic Center in Anderson. Mm -hmm. Shout out to the Civic Center. (laughs) We'll go like they I don't know, they had me playing in like Hispanic leagues on Sunday and stuff and on Saturday. And after that, like I think it it just pretty much sealed the deal that like bro, like I this is something that I really like doing. Yeah, you know what I mean. So after that, I ended up playing again my ju- my soft not my sophomore year but my senior year and made team captain that year. Oh my, my senior God. year, yeah, that was nuts. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, that was cool, like. And we were bad. I ain't gonna lie. The team? Yeah, we were bad. But you weren't. No, like, this is a team. This is a team effort. Like, I was bad too. Like, <laughs> I wasn't terrible. Good but, for like, you for, for I could, I put it this way. I could play my position well. Okay. I played, you know, I played center back, a little bit of right back, left back a little bit. So, okay. I mean, I held my spot down. <laughs> but. <laughs> As a, as a collective, as a team, we were bad. We were just bad. So, but it—I don't know. Like it was almost like it didn't matter to me bro, because I just—I loved playing soccer that much. Like, yeah, yeah, it sucked to lose, but like, you know what I mean? Like, it's—I still enjoy doing it regardless. Yeah. Um, end up getting like a little small scholarship to play at Tri County, mm-hmm. um, in Anderson, and then literally the semester I started like that August. After high school, just went out the window. Mm. Yeah, because of some very like, I don't, it was stupid. It was ridiculous. Yeah, there's some very ridiculous things were happening. Like, and I, I won't get into that, but mm-hmm. they end up losing like all their like sports accreditation. So, like golf, girls basketball, like all that got wiped. Oh wow! Like, that semester, so they had literally had no more sports after that. Dang. Um, we tried to. My coach at the time in high school was trying to pull some strings at um, Wofford, and we were looking into USC Buford. Um, never got, never heard back from USC Buford, believe it or not. Screw you, USC um, Buford. <laughs> and Wofford, Wofford's coach was just pretty much like he could offer me a tryout or whatever, but couldn't promise me anything, and like the scholarship wouldn't be like. The scholarship wouldn't cover majority of the cost it was to go to Wofford. And mm. where I come from, like, Wofford is expensive. It is expensive, like, yeah. My parents didn't have that type of money to send me to Wofford. Sure. Not on a scholarship at that. So, yeah. Yeah, so that whole thing just kind of, like, diminished. And so, I don't know. I just kept playing for fun after that. Like, even now. Like, I played Friday. Mm-hmm. Actually. In, uh, in Nettles and Clemson. Dope. So, yeah. What was school like for you? Did playing sports and stuff help you kind of like make friends or did you like come in to school with a group? Like you um, went to school kind of with the same group of people Yep. from like elementary up, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Yep. So um, school was, I'm going to be honest, like I was, I had anxiety, like really bad anxiety. Like, it was just something about school. Like, they just stressed me out for some reason. Like, <laughs> like, I, like, don't, like, and it wasn't like a thing of like, I couldn't go to school. Like, I'm shaking because I'm in school. Like, like, nah, it's just like when it came down to like, um, like making sure that I have like all the stuff I need for homework mm-hmm. at the time. Okay. Like, just making sure I have all my materials. Like, as a kid, you're very forgetful. Yeah. Like, you forget a lot of things. Like, bro, I would forget stuff at school that I needed for homework. Oh, same. Hundreds of times. And we'll get, like, in so much trouble. Same. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> Janet knows the story. <laughs> just, it was just stuff. Like, I don't know. It was, like, stuff like that. Like, I, I got, I had a really bad, like, test anxiety. I still kind of do a little bit. Like, I just don't do well with tests. Yeah. But, like, I clearly study for hours days or whatever and just those nerves just won't come they just don't so um i maintain though like i didn't really like require any special like attention in school for anything Mm -hmm. like i may do i wasn't 
like early years, like elementary school and stuff, like I was I done really good in school, like honor roll, you know, from kindergarten up till like what, fifth grade. Mm-hmm. And then like middle school came and I don't know, I was kinda I don't know, I was going through phases. Like most teenagers do, you're going into middle school, you know, you're going through phases and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I really wasn't too, like, pressed about middle school just because, like, all the homies from the elementary school was going to be there. So, like, Quentin and Ricky and John, mm-hmm. like, all these people that I have known for years on out. So, yeah, just being there with them, it made it, you know, it made it fun. It made it worth his while. Um the sports honestly was just like a bonus but uh i mean yeah school was cool and then of course transcended from middle school and went into high school with the same group of guys like at this point like we just like i don't know like i came in like with a new swag you know what i mean like i I started really kind of like i've always kind of had like my own style or whatever but like going into like ninth grade like that was the jerk phase too. Like, oh, oh man, that jerk stage no. was crazy. I was definitely a jerk. I won't lie. <laughs> yeah, I was out here jerking for real. I know you were. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past you. Yeah, yeah, we was out there for real. <laughs> this, yeah, that skinny jean era was crazy. Relax. Yeah. So yeah. Shifting gears. <laughs> um, but nah, like later on, <laughs> like going into like my sophomore year, junior year, like. I kind of figured out like what, like how my, like who I was as a person, like my personality, like from there on, like up until I would say probably yeah, like tenth, eleventh grade, like up until like graduation, like I pretty much knew like my personality and like just like my whole style or whatever, and so it transcended after that. So I mean, yeah, school was cool. I mean. Nothing too like crazy. Yeah. Just you know, I practically went through life with the same people. Yeah. Don't like, don't elaborate too much on that because I have a question about that a little okay. bit later on. Okay. Um, what was a life changing moment for you? Uh, a life changing moment. Mm-hmm. It could be good or bad. It doesn't have to be like a tragedy. Like something that in just. What stage of my life or just in I general mean, throughout? All these years. I mean, we're kind of on little Devin. So if we maybe like in school, I don't know. I mean, it could Mm -hmm. be now if you're thinking of something right now, but just something that like altered something in you. Uh, probably college. If I'm gonna be honest, Mm. college was life changing. Yeah. Um, Especially once I like moved, like when I went to, uh, like, Tri-County was pretty much local, so I was still at home. So I was right. just doing, like, Pendleton and Anderson campus. But right. after that, and I trans, um, I transferred over to Allen in Columbia, I think that was pretty much life-changing because, um, one, I've never been afraid to leave home. Like, I ain't never really tripped about that. But that was my first time, like, actually being out and being, you know, that far away from home, like, and on my own. Sure. So... Like, I feel like I managed it well. Uh, it was an adjustment for sure. But I, I always say that Columbia holds a special place in my heart because, mm-hmm. like, Columbia turned me into a man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, having to pretty much figure, like, this out on my own. Of course, like, I made friends in college. Like, I can make friends anywhere. That's oh, one that, yeah. That's one of my, like, gifts. Like, I can make friends anywhere, anytime. I- Anywhere out in if we're out in public for fifteen minutes, Devin gonna come back with a friend. Yeah, hundred percent. Right. And that's just from like, which is great. Yeah, it's just dialogue, just like talking to people and getting to know people, and and vice versa, not being weird to them. I know, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> I surely am. But um, yeah, I probably I'd say college because I think in college is when I really, well, Columbia specifically is when I kind of like grew into myself, if that makes sense. Like, I pretty much knew, like, what type of man I wanted to be. Like, I kind of, like, character was already there. I mean, it's been sitting in ice cream. So it's like, we've been doing good. Sorry, go ahead. But, um, 
yeah, like you just literally threw me off all of that. I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I my my lid dropped on the floor and then ice cream got on the floor and then I tried to I didn't want the floor to be sticky, so I tried to pick it up, but I don't have a napkin. It's just it just keeps going downhill from an in-person <laughs> demonstration of what ADHD looks like. Sorry. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. Where was I? Um, you're talking about Columbia. Oh, we yeah. We're talking about how you can make a friend anywhere, which is a gift of yours because it totally is. And yeah. I don't um, know. You just enjoy stuff like that. You love talking to people. I don't get it. Yeah. But I mean, that's we good share for this you. planet with trillions of people. Like, why yeah. wouldn't you want to communicate with somebody you share a planet? I just don't feel like it. Like, we're breathing the same air, bro. Like, <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. College was a turning point because like I already knew what type of man I wanted to be. Like, my character was already there. Yeah. Um. So we just kind of enhanced that buried confidence, I guess. Because I'm a very humble guy, and I get to, I get told that a lot. Like I don't pop enough shit. <laughs> no, like my, my friends tell me that. That you don't pop enough shit. Yeah, Greg told me that this morning. He was like, "Bro, you really that nigga, bro? <laughs> like, bro, you that's, just too humble, that's bro. Hype man over there. You are too humble, bro. Like, you don't be popping enough shit, like, bro. Like, just look at you, bro. Like, look what you've accomplished. Look how far you came. Like, I and I don't know, bro. And, I, and maybe that comes from my pops, like, cause my dad is like that. Like, you'll never hear my dad brag about himself. Yeah. Or even if he's like really good at something like. But I think it goes back he to. He doesn't do that. I think it goes back to what you said earlier, though. It's just like you feel good about where you're at, but you're not content. So you're yeah. never going to like feel like you have it all right now because like you just feel like you don't now. But don't minimize your accomplishments because you have accomplished a lot for yeah, where you're absolutely. at right now. But I understand why you like wouldn't be out here popping your shit because you just don't feel like you're at like your right like pinnacle yet like i guess i don't i don't know i guess i don't necessarily see myself the way other people see me if that makes sense mm-hmm. a lot of people I don't, know don't. Why. I just don't like yeah i don't know maybe i'm tripping maybe i should pop some more shit but you know all right let's calm it down moving on <laughs> <laughs> okay back to your hobbies because i really like as a partner i get a lot of joy out of you doing things that bring you joy so mm-hmm. i just like when you talk about it because it just makes me happy so you're painting obviously that y'all can't see obviously because we're sitting right here but like yeah. there's like Devin's paintings are all over the house <laughs> so it's just like a really like nice hobby of his so like how did you even get into painting like when did you kind of start doing that why mm. well I started getting into art for real like in high school Mm. I didn't take like these advanced art classes, bro. I could never draw. I was never really a good painter. Like art just never really was my thing. Like, but they say art is subjective. But if you had to look at a piece that I made, like you wouldn't call that art. I'm sorry, not then. But my skills have gotten <laughs> way better. But um, yeah. I don't know. Like I got into it maybe like my 11th grade year, like junior year for real. Started like getting into art, mm-hmm. and then. Um, I just enjoy painting because it's relaxing. Like, that's something that I can sit in silence, like, in a quiet space and do. Or I can have music on and do it. Like, yeah, whatever motivation I need, I'm able to kind of, like, turn that on or trigger that or put myself in an environment to where I can create a certain type of piece that I want to make. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, painting is just it's relaxing. It's just, it's fun. Yeah. Um, started painting and then... I kind of would just do it for myself, you know, and just kind of keep it to myself. And then uh, I got the idea of selling paintings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't know what I that confidence, honestly. Yeah. That confidence I told you about I got like in college, like it just from there, it just boosted like all my other characteristics and like personality. It just boosted that. Yeah. So now like I can make a piece and just being like, yeah, like I know for a fact that I could sell this somewhere. Somebody would pay for this, yeah. Which brings me to my point of I sold a painting in the Carolina Place Mall. He sure did, yeah. 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 The house collective. So proud of you. Um, I had two pieces in there and I sold it was a a Skeeter Valentine painting I did. It was Doug, really good. The character uh Skeeter. So that sold. So that let me know like, okay, yeah, like my art is good enough to where I could sell it. Yeah. So that's yeah. dope. Another I haven't been able to like really do pieces like more pieces as I would like would like to. But yeah. 
I got some like in store that I think I could really sell, but I don't think I want to give some of these up though. I know the one that you see behind me, like the with all the different color blocks and mm -hmm. stuff in it. That's my favorite one. It's so good. That one was fun to make too. Like I don't like, I, and what's weird is like it's not you're not sitting there drawing something. It's just your brain understands like what colors look good together and stuff like yeah. that, which is like a skill. Like I don't know if I could put something like that together. So that's really cool. But um, so another channel that you mm -hmm. like to express yourself through, obviously, is music. So mm -hmm. how did you get into that? I know you really like underground artists and there's yeah. other artists that you kind of like not imitate, but that are like an influence mm -hmm. on you. So like, who are those people? How did you get into music? Does it kind of do the same thing that painting does with you or or what? Um. Honestly, with music, I'm just a fan of music, first of all. Yeah. Like, different genres and stuff, different sounds. Mm -hmm. Being able to put, like, different sounds together and different type of uh, styles of hip-hop or rap or whatever, R&B together. Like, being able to do that, it, I don't know, just the idea of music is it's just, it's enjoyable. Yeah. It's, it's just fun. Um, uh, as far as doing music, I first, first started doing music with... Um, some friends back home. Uh, shout out to the homie Chris and Rascal and uh, my boy Andy. Rest in peace oh. to my boy Juwan. We lost him mm -hmm. some years back, but like we had, we kind of had like a that was the first like collective I was a part of. It was called Peep. Um, <laughs> we did I think we dropped one like collaborative like tape. That's like in lost archives now. Like I don't think that will ever reach the surface again because it crashed on the computer. Yeah. Like some years ago, so that never really got released. But the, just being able to, and everybody had like their own style within the group, which was like kind of fun to me. Mm -hmm. Considering that one of my favorite groups is like Wu Tang Clan too. So being able to like click up with friends and stuff and make music, like I don't know, that's just fun to me. So yeah, we were going all the way to Hartwell, Georgia, to go do that with Ooh. J Few. Shout out to Jordan Few for letting us in his studio. Um, <laughs> After that, um, clicked up with Jason, mm -hmm. with Jason, and um, me and Jason did, we we would do, like, little singles here and there, um, and he actually, I recorded my first album with him. That's on SoundCloud, if you can find that. Like, that's not on any other platform. That's, that's where I started that was on SoundCloud. That's Mimosa Music Volume 1. Whew. Yep. Uh <laughs> I knew uh, Seth from school. Mm -hmm. uh, we used to skate together and stuff like that. And so then, like later on, finding out that he made beats, he produced like three to four songs on that on that album. Um, so yeah, that was my first like piece of music putting out like a full like complete album or whatever mm -hmm. or tape was with with Jason and Seth. So it kind of started with them too. Yeah. Um, Seth would always kind of like send me beats here and there. I would always like go and hang out with Jason and record at his house and stuff. So I've been on a lot of his projects. He's been on a lot of mine just by, I mean, it's an honorary. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if I'm recording at your house, bro, like, so, and we just kind of always meshed. So he, like that led up until now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, me and Jason was just like, bro, like, we were really dope with this music mm -hmm. thing. Like, yeah. No, y'all are really talented. And with it, like, it gives me a chance to make music that I want to listen to. Like, yeah. Because it, it didn't help that I already wasn't really into, like, the mainstream stuff. So, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I was a fan of, like, Lil Wayne and, like, Jeezy and people like that. Like, I listened to their music, like, radio music and stuff, like, growing up and stuff. Mm -hmm. But, like, as I got older and started, like, diving into, like, genre, different genres of music and different styles of hip-hop and, like, artists that I just thought were cool... They weren't known. And then, like, it eats me up. And I know you feel this, too. Because I know you felt that way with, like, Frank Ocean and a bunch of other guys. But, like, there start. was a time where, like, these artists I was listening to were not even known. Nobody knew who they were. I was getting laughed at because people were asking me, what am I listening to? And I would tell them. And it's just like, ah, oh, who is that? He's a nobody, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Three years go by, and they become, like, super fans. And it's yeah. just like, bro, I've what? Like, I've been, like... <laughs> 
I've been trying to put people. You feel on. like protective over yes. over them, yeah. And then like, and I know it's not really true, but it makes me feel like I'm the one that put artists on. Yeah. <laughs> I know yeah. that's not true, but it feels that way. I know, way I know. Because it's like, for instance, like like with Larry June, like bro, I haven't really been rocking with Larry June in the past, I, like maybe four yeah. or five years, and now he's getting like a lot of like. 100%. He's, you know, he's being seen and getting a lot of publicity and stuff yep. now, but it's just like, bro, like, I've been on for real. For like, years. I've really been years. on for real, for real. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a lot of artists like that. Uh, yeah. Joey Badass when he was with Pro Era, like that whole collective. Um, Odd Future with Tyler and them, like, just knowing, like, how that group came together and, like, the different personalities in there. Because they were, like, individual artists within that group. Frank, yeah. Frank was a part of them. Uh, mm-hmm. Casey Veggies was another. Mm-hmm. But like, these are guys that you will like. It's really hard to find bodies of work from them. It, it's out there, but if you ain't tapped into like the underground scene, then you're just not gonna know. Right. And I, and I like it that way because it's all independent too. Yeah. So they don't really have to rely on like labels or anything like that. So yeah, actually, I have some hot seat questions. So okay. these are the ones that don't think too hard about it. Just. Answer and we'll move on to the next oh, one. Okay. <laughs> it's just a few. Okay. Do you feel like we got engaged at the right time or would you have done it earlier or later? Did you feel pressured to do it at the time that you did it? Mm, did I feel pressured? No. Um, I don't know. I think, no, I think I did it at a good time. I felt really good about doing it. So, okay. yeah. Like I had pretty much already made my mind up, so. Okay. Um. So transparently, when we started dating, um, and I think you mentioned this, um, that in your last relationship, the dynamic was kind of like she was okay with maybe not getting married and things like that. Mm-hmm. Marriage felt kind of like titles and stuff like that. Um, so transparently when you came into this relationship with that kind of mindset, I was like, uh, no, (laughs) I want to get married. Um, but you were very open to the idea of not ever Mm -hmm. having to get married and just having like a lifelong partner type thing and Mm -hmm. not going the legal route. What made you kind of shift that into now? Obviously we're getting married. Mm -hmm. So what kind of shifted that in you a little bit to be more open to like the traditional marriage um, route well just to clear that i wasn't against like a traditional no 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 thing, but like I'm, to be honest i still feel that way yeah like just just because like i don't know like i have my own opinions about marriage like it's not a bad thing i'm not saying that at all like obviously if you know i'm getting married but like I'm open to getting married too. Like I was, it was never a thing where I was like against it mm-hmm. or whatever. But I do understand that, you know, some like you can have that type of bond with somebody where mm-hmm. you um you know that like you're in love with each other, or whatever, and that's good enough. Like you don't need the title of being a wife or a husband sure. to be with this person for a long time or the rest of your life, or whatever. Like I believe that. Yeah. I mean, I, I like I said, I still feel that way, but I mean. Obviously, you were looking to get married or whatever like that. I'm like I said, I'm not against it. So get married. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely I'm cool with that. Like okay, yeah. I'm just curious. <laughs> Do you feel like we're best friends? Yeah, for real, for real. Just because okay. like by default we spend like a lot of time with each other, and that's I can kind of see like spending a lot of time with each other is like a best friend trait. Yeah. I think like when you think a best friend is somebody that you spend like a lot of your downtime with and stuff like that, which hints I spend a lot of my downtime with her. Hello. So yeah, I consider that we're best friends. I feel like you're um you're somebody who knows me like very well. Like yeah. pretty much down to the T that I, I don't think anybody else really does. So yeah, that's valid. I'll say that. Okay. Hey bestie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last one. Do you truly enjoy podcasting or do you... Well, okay, this is mm-hmm. last of the hot seat questions. I still have a couple okay. more. Do you truly enjoy podcasting or do you feel like you're supporting a hobby of mine? Do I enjoy podcasting? Yeah. 
I guess you could add it to like my bag of hobbies. I mean, it's something that I, I do now. Do I always feel like podcasting? <laughs> Absolutely not. Some days I just don't. Like I just don't be in the mood for it. Don't yeah. be in the mood to talk about it. Just don't. And it's not that I don't like it. Yeah. Or I don't like the content that we put out or anything. Or I don't think it's fun. It's not that at all. It's just like I don't know. Like I would much rather be kind of like doing something that like I don't know, like playing soccer or something, <laughs> like playing <laughs> yeah, ball. Yeah, like, yeah. I do you know, saying like painting or something. I would. I don't know. Of course, but I mean that's. I mean, that's anybody, though. Of course, you would want to do, like, one of your hobbies instead of, like, a collaborative hobby if that's something that, you know, you're not really into at the moment. You know what I mean? Makes sense. But, um, yeah, I enjoy it. Uh, it's a little bit of both. I do feel like I'm supporting, like, a hobby of yours, too, because I know I think you have a love for the podcast, like, a bit more than I do. I Yeah. I think so. Yeah. And this isn't how I don't like y'all. No, Please no. Don't wrong. <laughs> I don't want them to cancel me. <laughs> but nah, like it's not that. It's just like I, I can just kind of tell like this is her shit for real. Like she yeah. really enjoys this. Like yeah, I feel like if I wasn't, if I decided not to do this anymore, I feel like she would still podcast and still do it. So hundred percent. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, you're off the hot seat. Just wanted to. okay back to the kinship thing with your friends because to me that is just such an interesting like factoid about you because Mm -hmm. i am the exact opposite i still have like a couple friends from like elementary slash middle school but like overall i the group of girls that are like tight-knit friends with me are not the girls that i grew up with a lot of them i met within the past like maybe like four years. <laughs> right. So, um, or more than that. Cause Anaya, I knew longer, but, um, what, like y'all have such a loyalty and deep bond with each other. And I know a lot of it has to do with like growing up with each other, but I feel like it's deeper than that because I also grew up with certain girls, but we've drifted apart. Like there mm-hmm. are girls that, were my besties in middle school and I don't even talk to any of them now. So yeah. like what is it that y'all are so like it's like y'all are kin for real. Like y'all yeah. are very glued to each other no matter where life takes y'all. So like mm-hmm. what is it? Like how do y'all have such deep of a friendship? Have y'all man- maintained that? Um I'll say A lot of, hmm, spend, well, one, spending a lot of time with each other. Yeah. I'll say that and allowing each other to be in each other's, like, like vulnerable space. Mm, okay, elaborate. You know what I mean? Like, we've pretty much all seen each other at our absolute lowest, mm. like. Yeah nothing zilch nada like you know don't have anything you know what i mean like yeah. we've, we've all if we haven't all been there together we've seen at least the other you know somebody else within the circle like go through it and sure. you know we try our best to to you know be there for each other and help each other out through those like tough times and stuff but it's but like i a bond like that, man, it's man, it's it's scary to even talk about for real. Just mm-hmm. because like it, it really is like almost like soul bonding. And like if they were here, they'll tell you like it's almost it's like it's almost like cult behavior. Like I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> it really is, but like we just live and die behind each other. Like yeah. the decisions that we make, like it's do or die, like, you know, behind each other, like no one man is above the rest of us. You know what I mean? Like, we're all equal. We treat each other equally. Um, yeah. It, it's been a lot of times where, you know, all we had was each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, um, like, in middle school, you know, Nate and, and Greg would walk to my house. We were walking from my from our middle school to my house. And literally, like, just kind of, like, hanging out at my house all day. So I'm in the kitchen, like my both of my parents are gone, but we just got out of school. 
we're sixth, seventh grade, like walk to my house, bro. I'm making fried bologna and egg sandwiches for everybody. <laughs> like, and we watching Batman or something. We're like watching some movie, like that yeah. like just like like little like bonds and stuff like that, like doing stuff like that after school and then going into like you know, dating like with girls and stuff, like our situations and then like fights and stuff with other people and like even with like each other, it it strengthened the bond that we have because it's just like and like if you heard like if you hear the way that we talk to each other, like it's 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 very distasteful. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. <laughs> it is like we talk like cold cash shit to each other all the time. But yeah. that's what really uproots our relationship is because like you're not gonna take that to heart because you know I love you more more to than talk to you like that or try to belittle you as a man. You know I would never do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's it's that that toughness and that roughness that we got with each other. Um and yeah, like it's it's almost like soul bonding, bro. Like you said, like we're it's almost like we're kin for real. Like yeah. and that's that's what it feels like. That's how being, we treat each being other. Being around y'all. Yeah. Because just being in so many situations and then being, like I said before, being there for each other. Like, I, man, it's been hundreds of times where I could tell you where a lot of us didn't have a dime in our pocket. Yeah. And somebody within the circle, Eric or somebody was feeding all of us, like, at one point. Yeah. It was, it was a lot of stuff like that, like driving each other to, like, doctor's appointments mm-hmm. or picking each other from hospitals and stuff like that, like, sitting in. We had a situation where, uh, a buddy of ours, I think, I can't remember what necessarily happened, but, like, he had kind of went into, like, this this state, like, I think he had, like, really banged his head really hard. And he, like, low-key, like, kind of forgot some of his motor skills and, like, some of his memory. Mm-hmm. So we would, like, so we literally spent, like, days and nights, like, weeks in the hospital with this kid, like. Yeah. Skip school, whatever, like, call out of work, whatever, you know, whatever was necessary. Yeah. To make sure that, you know, he was straight and he was in good care and good hands, like, you know. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of trials, a lot of tribulation stuff is what, you know, built us to have that bond, I think. That makes sense. Yeah. I love that. Alrighty. We um are gonna have to be wrapping it up. We have probably less than ten minutes. Uh so I have two more questions. Um, and then we're gonna close it down. So Let's try and get her done. Um, okay. So, obviously, we've talked about wanting to be parents, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Um, besides it just feeling like the next, like, life progression thing for you, what does it actually mean for you to be a dad? Like, what... I, I don't want to ask, like, why do you want to be a dad? But, like, yeah. what, I guess... It is that type of question. Like, what is the desire for you to be a parent and be a dad? Like, what does that mean to you? Um, That's a really deep question. But, like... <laughs> I think it plays a big... I think it, I think it plays a big part of my identity, mm. honestly. And the only reason why I say that is because, like, I've always had, like, deep-rooted connections with kids. Yeah. You know I mean, you know that. You're very paternal. Yeah, with all the, you know, all the little cousins that I got. Like, our family's huge. So, you know, from the little cousins and then, like, you know, help raising, like, nephews and stuff like that. Like, being able to spend that much time around a child. Like, you know, and even in, you know, Keelan was born in 2006. I was changing diapers in the sixth grade. Yeah. (laughs) Like, dressing him. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Like, making him breakfast and stuff like that when he got, like you know, one or two years old, and he stayed with us and stuff. So, like, that kind of gave me my first hands-on experience of, like, you know, what it'll be like. And though I was young, I didn't look at it like that, but I felt like a subcar- like a subconscious part of me was just kind of, like, really, like, deep-rooted in that time, though. You know, so... It... What I mean by it plays a big part of my identity is because... I feel like I'm already moving into like into that that headspace yeah. and that like protection type thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like the maturity is I feel like is there. Yeah. Like 
that's that's something that I, I you know I really look forward to. And not that that it will define me, but I feel like of all my titles that I you know that I'll have like being a dad will probably be my favorite title. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm just ready for that because you hear it all the time from your parents and stuff like, oh, when you get a kid, you'll see what I mean, like stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's like, I'm trying to fuck around. And find just- out. Like, <laughs> honestly, yeah, like, well, I about yeah, I want to have my kids so I can see what you was talking about, like, because <laughs> not not thinking of it as like a challenge or anything, but it's just like being able to stop. That's funny. Like, raise a human. Like you get to put like. You know what I'm saying? Like you get just to instill like looking at it a lot and be like, stuff. "I made that." Like yeah. I was a part of making that. Exactly. And like you're your own little person because of like things that we're instilling in you and exactly. stuff like that. Exactly. Like yeah. I wonder what my parenting style suffice in this time, or whatever. Sure. Or would it be like not quote unquote better than my parents' like parenting style, but like it's different. Could I raise like an upstanding citizen of, of like the society? <laughs> like, am I capable? Yes, of doing that? we <laughs> will. Yeah, like I'm being worry, like an all right guy, like or all right girl, like you know what I mean. <laughs> That's funny. Alrighty, last question. Just a quick overall arching umbrella. You don't have to go too crazy on it, but just what is your hope for the future? Whether it's your future, like what do you, what do you want to see a few years down the line? What is your hope? Uh, what Bent Rose say? Uh, Bent Rose first say, new whips on the way, I new cars literally. on the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Hey, um, <laughs> Oh, man. I knew that was going to happen. That's lame. Yeah. I told you we, we were running out of time. Our camera just died. If you're yeah. um, if you're on YouTube, you're probably just looking at a video. But this is the last question, so we're closing down anyway. We're going to get the camera situation figured out, y'all. I really do think this time it was just because we went over yeah, time. Probably. I knew that was going to happen. Um, but it's okay. This is a good interview. Go ahead and answer the question, then we'll yeah. close it down. Where are we again? <laughs> that threw me off. Again. The new, uh, like, your hope. For oh, the future. The hope for the future. Um, successful, not only in the workspace, but also in our relationship mm-hmm. as well. Um, still maintaining my health. That's you know, that's um, a great hope. <laughs> yeah. We want you around. Being in uh being in a good space, uh, mentally and spiritually too. Hundred percent. Like, I, I definitely just want to be, like, back to my, I'm not saying that I'm not myself, but at a, at the peak of, like, myself, or like, my higher self, you know what I mean? Like, that's really what I'm striving to, to get to. COVID Devin was a different Devin. It was, And bro, like, it was a different Anita, too. Like, I always wish we could go like back, back to that time. Like, yeah. And and it was our like honeymoon stage, so of course it was good, but also just like where we were at mentally, which is just so like yes, bro. It, it's was... contradictory because the world was literally in shambles. And yeah, we, spiraling out of control. Yeah, and we were literally like probably mentally and spiritually at our strongest. Like, yeah, my we mental health was great. During yeah, <laughs> during the COVID era, like we was out here. Like, yeah, <laughs> we did so much. Like, yeah, I think it just really forced us to like not rely so much on like going out and being around people like we, life. yeah exactly like it was yep. just a lot of appreciating what we had appreciating each other like getting really creative with like how to you know do things for fun and mm-hmm. stuff like that like i want to get back to that i don't want to say it was naive but like we were just more creative during yeah. that time like and it made us happy um I, I mean i would give anything to go back to that time and i think we can i think just we're in a hard season yeah. right now to where we're having to buckle down, work, make money, pay for mm-hmm. a wedding. Like, it's not the most ideal situation. But, I mean, we'll get back to that Yeah, I think we will, point. too. Yeah. But I love that. Okay. Well, um, let me go ahead and close it down because, obviously, our camera has died and we are just running off the audio right now. <laughs> but um, thank you all for joining us. Please let me know if you all like this kind of content obviously we're going to do my interview too just so we can like balance yeah. out the interviews if y'all don't like the interviews let us know though because we won't do yeah. them after this i want to give a disclaimer i really hope that i didn't come off too boring to y'all oh, and the no, only reason why babe. i say that is because i'm entering a very stoic era of my life babe, <laughs> like, you're not boring no i wasn't not boring but like i think i like i have very stoic 
demeanor. I, and I know that. It's something that I'm trying to change, but I'm not trying to change too much because it's a reason why I'm stepping into the era. You I think I, mean? I think you did great. I don't okay, think you should you. be self conscious about the way you answer things or what you yeah. answered. You did you did good. You did okay. good. If okay. you say so. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty guys. So yes, please let us know if the interviewing thing is like kinda not your style for podcasting. I just thought it'd be something cool to like switch up yeah. the whole let's do a topic and break it down. Because that's what we always do. But um yeah, let us know if you enjoy it. Let us know if you don't enjoy it. All feedback is welcome. Um, uh, if you watch us on YouTube, obviously subscribe to the channel. Again, we will try and do better with the video <laughs> to where it's not shutting down. Right. Um, and then, um, if you listen audio, make sure you follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So, thank y'all for joining us. As always, love y'all and see y'all next Wednesday. All right, y'all be safe. Bye. Bye.